It's two sunburnt redheads <laughs> talking about racing. <laughs> two rednecks talking about racing. Your neck looks fine. Actually, you did pretty good on the sunburn scale. You don't look that burnt. <laughs> I would rate Andrew at a... Take a look at this. Five or six. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. You missed some spots. I missed my neck. <laughs> Which is why it's Redhead Racing Radio and we need a sunscreen sponsor. Yeah, seriously. you, Andrew Kerland, and me. Jason Schultz. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's You are Jason Schultz. So if this audio sounds amazing right now, it's because we're still in person together. Jason's not back in North Carolina. Andrew has actually kidnapped me and I can't leave his house. We, um, we decided to... Let let him go for a couple minutes to record the podcast. Then we have to tie him back up again <laughs> and keep him here in Chicago. Help. So this is this is your freedom, okay? This is your chance to be free. <laughs> Going to jump out the window. Yeah. Um, no, but Chicagoland, it was good. Yesterday was a longer day than originally advertised, but um, in the end, it was... It was so worth it, in my yeah. opinion. It's crazy how much the day changed from sweltering heat in the morning. We probably stood outside for the longest was for the Lee Bryce concert, which was good. But it was like we were out there for like 45 minutes. We were dying. So I cannot imagine all the fans that had to stay out there all day long and deal with it. Well, at least not all day. The heat wasn't there for the first you know half of the day. And then we had a hurricane. Hurricane Alex came through. And then... <laughs> It got cool at night and racing completely changed. Yeah, that the um the two moments where the heat just hit me the worst were right before the drivers meeting, sitting on the red carpet. I mean, you're just sitting still. There's so many people around you and you could just feel the heat rising off the ground, hitting your face. There's no shade. That was bad. And then the Lee Bryce concert. Lee Bryce was good. He put on a good show. I think the audio could have been a little bit louder. They should have learned some audio tricks from us. Yeah. Um, but I was almost at the point where I was so hot and sweaty that I'm like, Lee, <laughs> just hit your big songs and wrap it up because I want to go back inside. Um, but yeah. And then outside of that, when the race started, it really wasn't bad because we were in and out of shade most of the first 11 laps. And then after the storm, which was nuts... I've never seen... All right, there was two hurricanes that rolled through Charlotte last year. I've never seen wind like that. Or really? Yeah. Wow. So, was that almost worse than, Chica like, Charlotte hurricane winds? Well, even though it wasn't... I guess it, the, hur the most severe hurricane winds didn't hit Charlotte, but it was still, like, a two day, a couple days of hurricane force stuff, and those winds were wild. It was just yeah. whipping through the pit boxes. The car covers were... Some of them were torn off. Some guy was telling guys, like, tape... The car cover to the bottom, which was pretty funny, and then or pretty accurate. And then NASCAR uh, Chasm posted a picture of how one, I wrap gifts. Yes, yeah, with like three <laughs> pieces of tape in the cover over. Yeah. But it was the wind that MC pit box. We almost saw it like literally get ripped to shreds. I know. So what happened? Um, in, in, this is kind of our rain delay story, but it was like everyone had to take shelter. Yeah. So. When they threw the red flag after 11 laps, we walked back through the garage into the media center. We saw fans were going into the grandstands, and then a bunch of people were hanging out in the garages, in the cup garage. We went back to the media center and went back to our seats, and it got to that point where we're starting to hear everyone saying, like, it's really, really dark outside. 
and the rain's starting to pick up and the winds are starting to pick up and we go and look outside and it's already getting really windy. So the track staff in the media center for Chicagoland Speedway then decided to split the media center up because yeah. it got to the point where the winds were so dangerous, yeah. people needed to take shelter. Yeah. So they literally split the media center into credentialed yeah. people and just fans yeah. who needed to take shelter inside the media center, which was nuts. And I got to ask Bob Pockers a very important question during the yeah. delay. Bob, does Chicagoland have lights? Yes. And he probably rolled his eyes at me, but sat down, I mean, sat next to me for a couple of minutes and then walked away. But it was like, <laughs> good to know. And they did have lights. Just yes. Chicago did there. have lights. Um, but it was, it, it was, I've never seen weather like that. Yeah. And everyone, and we were in the cafeteria for a long period of time. People were looking out the window, taking videos of their phones, but the wind yeah was unbelievable like the nbc pit box that canopy was about to fall off yeah i, I think it actually did yeah crazy and then we made a quick rain delay trip to cracker barrel got yeah. us some biscuits yeah i mean we were all just getting hungry we were just gonna put and our the, stuff in the car but yeah. then we're like let's just go get something to eat yeah. because we never know how yeah. long it's gonna take um so yeah we went to cracker barrel got some biscuits <laughs> which was good say in a southern accent Crack a barrel. How's that? Biscuits. Biscuits. <laughs> um, we can do things like this in person because it's not as awkward. We're like, what? I yeah, like, what are you talking about? And, and there's no delay through FaceTime either. Yeah, I can talk to you in person and attack you if you say something stupid. Well, oh boy. I'll, I'll get ready for that. All right, so race resumes. Yeah, race resumed. It was so much more comfortable. Oh I mean. Nice. It was actually a little cold out. You think it was cold? I thought it was perfect temperature. Compared to North Carolina heat. Wow. Okay. But, um, yeah, that, I mean, in terms of comfortable, like just being comfortable watching the race, the rain was the best thing to happen. Because after that, I did not sweat. Yeah. At not all. even for that factor, but for the racing factor. We've talked about how, and Brett Griffin on Doorbell Clears talked cooler about this too, the cooler temperatures with this package make for better racing. And the heat of the day, I think we would have saw a different race if the rain didn't come and cool everything down. And then we have a basically an evening race with cool temperatures similar to Kansas. And Charlotte was hot, but I it was mainly at night. So like those conditions are creating some great racing in this package. And again, we saw a pretty entertaining race with this package at a mile and a half which is NASCAR's goal. Just don't bring it to any other tracks. Yeah, I mean, I thought, and here's the way I see it too, is I didn't watch any of it. Well, I did watch it on TV, but- We watched the majority of it. Yeah, we watched actually a lot of it on TV. But when I was up in the stands watching the race, and even in the turns, like, you'd watch some of these battles. And from up there, I- would not be able to tell you if they were full throttle or not throughout the entire turns. Like, it looked like it was a normal race without any package coming into mind. So, I mean, from that standpoint, I could care less what kind of package they were racing because it was phenomenal racing. The leader could never really get away. It was always, you know, there were always yeah. close battles, and there always seemed to be some sort of battle yeah, on the track. I think it helps that the... I think Bowman had a great car, but I don't think the Harvick had a really fast car and he would pull away and he loved the most laps of the race. But when the best, most dominant, fastest car gets out front and pulls away, but when cars that are pretty evenly matched, you know, in the top five best cars, they are stay closer. And that's what I think we saw with Bowman and Larson and Jimmy for most of that race, staying pretty close together and battling for the lead. So I think 
you get lucky when not the best cars are always up front and maybe one gets shuffled back and I think that's what we saw with you know pretty evenly matched cars competing for the lead and we got a lot of yellows a lot of natural cautions which is something that we've been lacking in a while spins um, Harvick hitting the wall, which in my opinion <laughs> should not have been a caution. I like cautions anyway I can get them. At the end of the race, I think your dad was like, I want a caution. I'm like, no. Like when you when you see certain storylines playing out, like the Bowman and Larson was catching Bowman for the most part. So I'm glad that naturally played out because that was an entertaining finish and one of the most epic finishes in NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, we were sitting in the media center and... I had deja vu to one year ago. Yeah, exactly. It was literally Larson's closing in. Yeah. There's lap traffic yeah. in the way, but this time it's Alex Bowman. Yeah. And we're all looking around. Everyone in the media center is glued yeah. to the TV. And we're like, this could be a repeat of right. last year. So last year, that rain was coming in after the race. So they moved victory lane to the garage. So that's where we headed last year. And we didn't get to see that finish, that last laps. Yeah. But luckily, this year, we were standing on top of the stand. And you could lane, follow it. And we could watch the whole oh, time. Oh, it was great. So imagine what would have been last year if we saw them like, about in that. turn two. And we're like, oh, look at that. And then in turn three, we could have seen it all. It's I know. crazy. I know. But... But we were like watching this time. We were like we were ready for something like we that. We were happen. following along yeah. with the closing laps. So Bowman is trying to hold off Larson best he can, and each lap we're looking at each other and we're doing the um, we're bringing our thumb and our pointer finger together. The racetrack communication. Racetrack. I'm so good at racetrack communication. Like I'm able to communicate with my dad. I can do two things, and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> With some of the rookies that I brought this weekend, it took a little bit more to communicate with yeah. them. <laughs> but like, what are you doing with your hands? Yeah, yeah. But um, and, and all race fans know the ad track communication because you can't hear the person, which I also want to bring up. But let's talk about this finish first. Yeah. Um, so Larson catches and, and passes, passes Bowman. At this point, I don't know about you, but I was thinking... This is it. Yeah. Larson tracked him down and passed him. It's over. Because Bowman blew it again. No one catches, gets passed, and then repasses the leader. That really has very rarely happened in the last five years. Yeah. So we weren't expecting that to happen. Right. So, I mean, we think it's over, mm. but the next lap, Bowman's still close, and mm. Larson's not really gapping him. And then Bowman gets to him again. They bump on the back stretch. We're all looking at each other like this is yeah. going to get aggressive. And at that point, too, I'm like, who is third place? Because if they wreck each other, third place sitting in a pretty good position. I don't know yeah. how far back third place was. Yeah. But Bowman passes him and goes on to. Starts pulling away a little he bit. He pulled away a little I was bit. like impressed. Because, like, imagine he's sitting there, just got passed by Larson. Like, again, I'm going to lose again. A second, Another second place finish. I was leading more laps than I ever led and here I am about to claim victory and I get passed and it's over again so imagine his like I don't know how antsy and how, frustrated yeah he was like oh, and then had to work harder than he's ever worked in his career to get back to the lead and take what is his to claim yeah I mean the way I saw it I would have been fine with either one of them winning but I wanted who finished third Logano okay so in my opinion, I wanted to see a first-time winner this season because I think that makes a better storyline than Logano. And first-time winner in the Cup in, Series. In the Cup Series, yeah. exactly. And either way, the storyline would be Bowman gets his first win after tracking Larson down, who yeah. passed him. Yeah. Or Larson finally 
wins a points race this yeah. season after redemption from coming up so close at this very track one year ago. Yeah. Either way, the checkered flag would have flaunt that. Either way, the I'm checkered flag. I know you don't have to. They're, I'll just. What was the word that you screwed oh, up on yesterday? Shoot, I screwed up on that word <laughs> yesterday. It was a long day. I forget. I remember exactly where we were, what we were looking at. You know, text Molly and ask her. Yeah, I'll text her and ask. Um, tell her I say good morning too. Okay. Um, now we should tell people who Molly is. Um, Molly's my girlfriend who went to the track yesterday for the first time nascar race um and she was one of how many four or five rookies that i brought to the track which was fun um being a home track i'm able to bring people that i have not brought to the track before so this whole weekend was really enjoyable from the standpoint of like reliving the sport for the first time through their eyes you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm so, I mean, I'm looking at what they're watching and I'm thinking, I'm trying to put myself back to like, what is it like as a first time race fan watching a race? Back to eight year old Andrew, what's he looking at? Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of cool to almost like relive the beginning or like a first race again. You know, I have not had those experiences and feelings like I've had this weekend. Yeah. Really, since the very beginning days, yeah. It, it, there's something about Chicagoland and just the whole weekend. It was yeah. it was really awesome from that perspective. And I think Molly got the best race of all on Sunday. She did, which was pretty more exciting than the first two, and got a Lee Brace concert. So yeah, yeah, great day at the racetrack. It was a good day. Um, and and then this, I was bringing it up to you too, and I'm thinking about this when I'm trying to bring everyone around, but the noise. What? Shut up, because <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing and where you're going with this. But the noise of the cars, it's way too loud. Like, I am 100% on board for NASCAR lowering the decibel amount that the race cars give off from the standpoint that if I'm sitting in the stands, I can't explain to these new people at the racetrack what's going on, and they're stuck listening to the scanner of MRN and MRN does a great job explaining it, but you either get it or you don't. And sometimes they throw too much information at you if you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. So from that standpoint, it would be great if NASCAR could lower the volume of the cars yeah. so I can actually communicate with mm-hmm. people during the race. And we'll go back to the Cubs game that we were at. Yeah. That atmosphere made the, the action, experience. made a baseball game yeah. more exciting. Yeah. So imagine a great NASCAR race yeah. like that where the fans in the crowd, you can hear around you and they get into yeah. it. And you're, Just imagine that experience. You're watching the event, you're enjoying the event, but it's not like you're dead focused on the event. You're like, there's more of an experience at the game. And like even during the company, we walked around for a little bit and checked everything out and got food and stuff and then just had an enjoyable time. Like we watched the game, we were following the game, but we were talking to each other, having a great time. Right. And like imagine that that experience at a NASCAR race. It's so hard. And too, it's just so loud. Like if you don't have proper ear protection, yeah. like there were times during a green flag run, like sometimes I'll wait to put my earbuds on mm-hmm. after first few laps of the restart mm-hmm. just to get it in. But it got to the point where it's just, it's so loud. You have to put that ear protection back on. And there's some fans who just don't have it. I'm like, how do you do that? First of all. Yeah. But it's, it would make the whole experience better. 
So this debate about the acquired cars that came up a couple years ago, and um, there's this classic video that Fox Sports put out. Landon Castle sent a tweet um, responding to someone who's saying the cars were going to be quieter or whatever, and he said, it didn't say they're changing the exhaust kazoos, and then Fox made this video of the race cars. I think you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious that they made a video of the race car sounding like that going around the racetrack. <laughs> Maybe they'll sound like that. I don't know. That'd be kind of wimpy, but... <laughs> and so, race car what, kazoo. Anytime you talk about the um, changing, the quiet in the car, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, that's funny. But it was good. It was a good weekend um, in general. I, I had a good time. It was just so brutally hot, which was... yeah. You're welcome really tough for bringing the heat from the south. Yeah, thanks for that. But literally, I, I made a shirt change yesterday. I don't think I've ever done that at a racetrack before. He took a pit stop, made a shirt change. Yeah. Got back out there. Got back out there. I was able to uh, take the 100% cotton shirt, switch it to a tri-blend polo, and we were good to go to the finish. Make it on fuel? Made it on fuel, Cr yeah. Cracker Barrel we fueled up there. Cracker Barrel we fueled up. But fun weekend. Uh, it was. We probably get like these five days to hang out every year, and the rest of the year we're pretty much just communicating or seeing each other at a couple races, but communicating online. So it's really fun to be in person, and hang out, and podcast, and do stuff together, and not have to rely on technology to communicate. And it, it, uh, Shut up. That's me breaking up right He's there. <laughs> I also learned like I don't think people in his everyday life give him enough. Um, he says stupid things, so I make sure to make sure. Right. You I, made sure that this weekend. Yeah, that you know how stupid you sound sometimes. I'm just trying to prepare you for the real world. That's all right. You can keep telling me how stupid I sound. No, don't worry, I will. I, I can take it. I don't need your permission. I can take it. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, yeah, it was it was it was fun weekend. Um, one thing we kind of got sidetracked from Alex Bowman, but. In victory lane, he was so funny oh. when he was going up to people. Yeah. Let's first start off with, do we want to say yeah. his name? No, we can. So he went up to a reporter. Yeah. So how victory lane works is Bowman finishes with the hat dance, mm -hmm. gets handed off to NASCAR, the NASCAR communications team. And then actually after that, it's handed back to um, the hat dance. And it's kind of, they switch three times found that was interesting yesterday um but we'll get in a line and bowman will go through local tv mm. he will do fox he will do nascar.com he'll do sirius xm and then he does me and then nascar and chicagoland speedway social that's usually how the line goes so we were pretty far back in line so we got to watch bowman talk to each one of the reporters as they came up and each time he had like some kind of one-liner for each of the reporters yeah. the best one was he went out to one reporter and literally this guy wins his first career nascar race Biggest and then he says life. this getting matches on tinder <laughs> <laughs> sorry chase <laughs> yeah but it was like you just won your nascar race and you're asking like hey you get any tinder matches <laughs> like Andrew's big on the Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Well. And then he came. So if you didn't listen to our Saturday podcast, we brought a pool noodle to the racetrack on Saturday to do your blindfold challenge. And that was with Alex Bowman. Yeah. Which is crazy that we talked to him that Saturday and then he wins the race on Sunday. 
but the line he gave you when you came up to him. Yeah, so I walk up to him and, um, or should we just play it? Should we just add the clip? Yeah, we can do that. All right, here's the clip. That's it. You're not gonna blindfold me again. Uh, we forgot the pool noodle. Okay, all right, the blueberries. <laughs> yeah. So. So he's looking for the blueberries. Yeah, exactly. And that was the one <laughs> item he couldn't guess, but the pool noodle thing was pretty crazy. Yeah, he's like, you're not gonna blindfold me again. Nope. But that was good. That's so crazy that we talked to him that day and did all that, I know. and he went to the race. That was cool. Yep. And then after the interview, I'm like, we'll bring the blindfold next time. And so we do this as a joke too, because my dad and I, we always like to like think the weird things to ask in the wrong time. Yeah. So whenever we're in victory lane, we're always sitting there, we're waiting in line, you know, passing some time, we're talking, and we're like, all right, we're here with Alex Mullen with his first career victory lane, um, our first career win. Alex, go ahead, put the blindfold on, you know, something like yeah. that. Or it's whenever, because I always have a transition, I always say yeah. at the end of like an interview when we go to a segment, it's like, we're going to play a game called, so whenever yeah. we're in victory lane, like Custer yesterday, I'm like, we're here with Cole Custer, we're going to play a game called Would You Rather, we're going to give you two options, yeah. you have to choose which you would rather do. So yesterday I made a joke like, Alex, we're going to give you a pool noodle. And then sure enough, he literally yeah. said that himself. So yeah. that was funny. He's a good, he is such a good guy. Too. Yeah. Um, one thing I wish he would have been more excited after his victory or his front stretch interview. Like you just won your first race. This is the biggest moment in your life. Like just be like, Oh my God, dude, we did. We passed. I'm like, Oh, yeah. how crazy awesome was that? And then he wasn't that excited. And actually one of my friends responded to my Instagram story. I reposted the Bowman noodle thing. He's like, Bowman sounds more excited about the blueberries. It's a noodle. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes after he won the race. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> no, I think he soaked it in. It was cool, especially seeing the Hendrick employees. There's one cool moment that I saw right when we were leaving the media center when Greg Ives and Bowman came in. Kelsey yeah. Tucker, who's been working with Alex for the past couple of years, um, they were walking in the media center and that was their first time to really soak it in themselves. Yeah. And you could see Kelsey was just so proud of Alex yeah. and that was just a cool moment that like they could share together. So, yeah. I mean, just in general, I love first time winners. So yeah. And we got to see one. And Alex then, Bowman, I think he's enjoyed it. And then every race we go to... It always happens. epic or dramatic happens. We can recap. Chicago, the Roval, two Martinsville, the last two Martinsville races. Miami's always good. Yeah. Now, again, Chicago. God, it's a trend. NASCAR needs us you in every race. NASCAR is going to be like, we need you to go to Kentucky, New yeah. Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> really, we need you to spice those yeah. races up. Exactly. <laughs> Indianapolis. Yeah. But it's just so freaking crazy how we always end up at the great races. I know. They must just see us and be like, oh, God, pressure's on. we got to perform. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Or yeah. maybe it's Pool Noodle that gave Bowman his first one. That was what nudged him to victory. Okay. <laughs> you were not amused by that. Well, maybe it was when you hit him with a Pool Noodle. That's what did it. Probably what did it. Shoot. Knocked him into place. Knocked him out. Well, anyways, it was a good weekend. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was one of those where, I mean, it, I woke up this morning and I was genuinely disappointed that we weren't headed to the racetrack just doing something. Yeah. You know, it was, it's one of those weekends that you just want to relive a billion different times. But he was genuinely excited that Jason was still here. Yes. Yes. I mean, I hate that your flight had to get canceled and that you're flying back today and you have to miss door bumper clear because I know that's not always yeah. easy to do, but... You've done all that you could for that, and we get an extra 12 hours, which is good, and we're about to leave for the airport, so it's been fun having you here, too. Thank you. I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, God. <laughs>
Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, right. sure, do what you want. I'll come hang out at ASU sometime. Sure, yeah, come come to ASU. Come to the Phoenix Championship race. Should do that. I'm racing in it. Oh, there you go. I feel like we should in it now. I can't. I got nothing mm. else. All right, enjoy these in-person podcasts. They're always great. Much easier to communicate than ever. So we're going to miss doing these. We'll be back. I'm not sure we're doing after Daytona because Andrew's going on another vacation. Oh, yeah. But Daytona will be epic. Daytona should be good. And you'll have stories from there, too. Maybe no pool, noodle, pool noodles. <laughs> no. No pool noodles. Um, But I actually already cleared it up. I think we're going to do the blindfold challenge with Daniel Hemrick next week. Okay. So I'll have to think of some different objects because, I mean, we brought it this weekend, so I don't know how you can top any of these no, exactly. items. You know what I mean? So yeah. hopefully I'll get I'll get those videos out, too. As soon as we're done later today, it's just a video editing day. I'm going to crank out a bunch of content for this week and the next week. So be ready, folks. It's coming. And that Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney blindfold game. Yeah. I want to shoot for next Wednesday because I want to get that out as soon as possible. So stay tuned for that. Yep. So you can check those videos out at Andrew Curlin TV. There you go. And if you want to see some great hyperlapse videos yeah. and content from Dirty Mo Media, you can follow Hey Jason Schultz on all social media platforms. For me, it's <laughs> at Andrew Curlin TV on Twitter. And just my name, Andrew Kurland, on Instagram and YouTube. If you want to scare Andrew, throw some... Did you stop it? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, throw some birds at him or a small dog attack. He's really scared of those too. So if you ever need to scare him, just throw those out there. Go for it. Honestly, just give me a... Just attack me with a dog or something. I don't care. Small dog. Small dog. Exactly. <laughs> and then... Ah! Okay. We're going to leave it on that. We're going <laughs> to leave it on that. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Redhead Racing Radio in person. Is that it? We're going to high five? Is that how it's, that's what you're doing? Should we do a handshake? Let's, yeah, let's do a handshake. All right, Jason. Wait, let's do an awkward. I had the most awkward handshake with one of the um, local he, NBC reporters yesterday. We started just, hugging. And I was like, yeah, oh, what's well, going on here? We, we tried shaking hands once, and it didn't work, so we did it again. And then in Victory Lane later that day, we screwed the handshake up again, so we did that. So, Jason, high five. Yes, there we go. Let's do it. Thank you guys for listening to Redhead Racing. Oh, I got to hit record now, Jason. I'm joking. Shut up. All right, see you, people.